Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Novacore PC for sponsoring today's episode. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Hey, I may have been a few minutes late, but I'm just saying, compared to uh, Barry Allen, I'm on time way more than I'm late. That guy's late to everything, and I don't have the speed force backing me. Yeah, but I also think he kind of does that on purpose just to not be conspicuous. You know, Showing up to his job on time is conspicuous. It is for him, apparently. I mean, at a certain point, yeah, I imagine that would be conspicuous considering his entire life he was delayed and late. So that brings us into today's character. We are talking about The Flash, a.k.a. Barry Allen, because there are several Flashes. There are way too many of them. So we will be discussing what is considered the main canon Flash. Not the first Flash, but the main one. She actually is technically the second Flash. It's created by Robert Niner, 1956, first appearing in Showcase number four. He was uh, penciled by Carmen Infantino. He was a reinvention of the original Flash, Jay Jarek, which actually he does make some appearances in the comics, and he was the first one kick the door open on that whole multi well not kick the door open but crack open the multiverse stuff and that the comic industry uh the reason he was created was the comic industry was starting to flounder and that wasn't a great time it was really it was few it was quite a few years after world war ii people you know were a little tired of the uh like you know the drabness of the world war ii comics that came out you know constantly having to fight nazis and fight for you know america and the right and just all the bad that came with that thing a lot of good characters came out and a lot of hope but we didn't need hope we just needed something light-hearted it's believed that the flash was created to bring a science fiction element to the comics i mean i feel like most of their comics were already science fictiony with the super soldier serum and I all mean, the other superpowers. I mean, a lot of it was in that, but it wasn't, uh, they didn't really like go into the science part of the science fiction and that. They were just like, here's a robot. He do things. Like, do you want to tell us how? No. I mean, robots, that's pretty generic on how they work. I mean, yeah, but it would have been a little nice to have a little bit of details, like, you know, maybe a mad scientist or just an idiot walking through a lab with uh, chemicals in his hands and trying to throw them around. I mean, they did have all the mad scientists already with Captain America. True, true. It's kind of what Hydra is. True in that, but, you know, there is a... Science fiction is considered a different genre than what the comics would have been considered back then, which is, you know... I mean, I consider it kind of the same thing, too. And that they really are. It's being made by science that does things that a normal being cannot do. That's... You quoted science fiction. Yep. Like, the only other thing... Science, non-science fiction things out there at the time would have been stuff like Zorro or, uh, or Jax or, you know, Batman. Yeah, pretty much just your normal, everyday people fighting crime. Yeah, I think the second you introduce a power to that... You kind of throw it into science fiction. Yeah, science fiction. Un- unless there's magic, then it just becomes fancy. Oh, yeah, that's because it's magic. Which is weird how often those two slightly coincide. Gotta love comics. Right. And so Barry, you know, being one of the faster men alive, um, he basically kicked down the door 
to open the multiverse, thus making him responsible for pretty much every crossover event and crisis event in the comics. When I, when I first read that, there's that moment of hesitation where you're like, he couldn't have been responsible for all of them. Yeah, and then you go into it and you're like, is. oh my god, he's responsible for all of them. You know, he just gets really bored and decides to mess with the timeline. The only crossover event he was, actually, there is a crossover event he was not responsible for. Marvel vs. DC. That yeah. was the Spectre. Was it the Spectre or was it, uh, I don't know, guy with a green cloak? Yeah, I think that was called, I think he was called the Spectre. But he was responsible for that whole shenanigans, which, you well, know. There, there's one crisis <laughs> that Barry is not uh, responsible for. Which I wonder if he ever brings that up in Justice League meetings. They're like, okay, Barry. So things are a little weird right now. We're calling you in. Why do you always bring me in? Because you always fuck the timeline. Not always. There was that one time the Spectre did it. Yeah, 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 Barry. One, one scoreboard. Scoreboard. We'll mark that down right here. Spectre one. Barry, 500. Now please have a seat. I just feel that's how that conversation would go. Yeah, most likely. Now, during one of the set events that he screwed up uh he actually got removed from the dc lineup for 23 years his uh return would be foreshadowed in grant morrison's crossover story final crisis rogues of revenge number three in november of 2008 which led to his actual return in jeff john's comic the flash rebirth number one in june 2009 i want to know who the hell's in charge of naming these things final crisis it wasn't the final it's it's never the final it's kind of like the final countdown. <laughs> it just reminds me of like when these uh, bands come out and they're like, this is our final tour and that, and we will be retiring forever. No, you're not. You're not going to retire until the drummer dies of a heroin overdose. I feel like the final, them saying final crisis is probably one of the biggest uh, slap in the faces to the fans out there. Considering, I feel like when they wrote it, they intended. This is it, guys, we're done. We're going to bring the flashback. With the final crisis, we're done with crises. And now, what number are we on? Uh, too many to count. Too many to count. Let's go with that. But 23 years. Yeah, up until we did the research for this, I didn't even know he was missing from the comics. Neither did I. I honestly, when I saw that was in his stuff, I'm like, That's, that can't be right. But no, yeah, no, it really is. It's a little shocking to me just because... I don't know, I grew up reading comics. I don't remember a moment when The Flash wasn't there. But I never read The Flash comics directly, I guess, in that. So he was always side characters. And I guess if I'm not reading into the comic, I might not have realized that that wasn't Barry Allen. Then I feel like all of his other appearances outside of comics kind of helped keep that on the down low almost. True, because true. Because we're so busy watching him instead of reading about him. True, true. That could have easily misled a uh, misled a kid who was dyslexic and didn't have a lot of money and access to all the comics. I think that's honestly why I didn't know about it. I was busy watching him. I didn't know his comics weren't going around. Uh, many people consider uh, Barry the main Flash of the universe, which, you know, I guess I could agree with. And he, he does show up the most as the Flash. And I think it's more of just, he's universally the fan favorite as the main Flash, more Which than I he mean, actually is canonically. 
Which, I mean, you know, depending on which fan base you ask, they might have some things to say about that. Well, that's just fans. They're always going to have something to say and True. argue about. I think it also depends on which Flash you had to grow up with reading the comics. That, I think, has a whole big thing on who you consider the main Flash. Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing on who you consider the main character of anything. Guarantee at some point in that, people are going to be like, no, Damian Wayne is Batman. But yeah, it is what it is. Wally West, he's a good Flash. I mean, he becomes like a basically Speed Force god at one point. So, you know, I mean, can't say he's not the Flash. But Barry Allen is. He's, he's the main Flash. He's the main Flash, he, and he's our Flash. Exactly. You go and you go and you hump that timeline, Barry. You hump it good. Look at him go. Just a little blur. And he, he was also believed to have led the industry becoming a little bit more lighthearted. Oh, I could easily believe that. Yeah, you know, and then you had, until uh, you had Gwen Stacy join the fray. Yeah, it's actually, uh, so they, I remember reading, they brought him in to make it more lighthearted. Because if you look at any of the Golden Age Batman comics, they, they're like, oh, those are lighthearted. He hung a guy with the bat, with the bat chopper. Let's say Batman is not lighthearted, ever. Yeah. His <laughs> his partners, yes. Him, not so much. Yeah, no. Even Superman was a bit darker. Like, they made a movie about Superman fighting the KKK at one point. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, Nazis were defeated, so I had to go to the next one. But Barry Allen was, which, if you look at him in comics, he is the most lighthearted one. Like, he cares, even with his villains that, like, he cares about them. Like, he's... You know, very lighthearted in that. They made it less about his uh, social problems and more about him, you know, like saving the day. Then Gwen Stacy died. Then they were like, you know what? Maybe we should have Barry have some, like, trouble at home. And that's, uh, I think at one point his wife even died. Like, they had his wife die and, like, you know. I mean, most likely. The guy who can reverse time. Is that really the worst thing that could happen to you? We've seen his number of events that he's caused trying to reverse time to fix people's deaths. So, yeah, it, it kind of is. I mean, you know, if you do it enough times, you'll, you'll according to chaos theory and infinite probabilities, you'll eventually get it right sometime. Yeah, but there's a lot more mess-ups in the way. Like, you know, he's been known to erase people's families on accident trying to fix his. True. True pretty bad about that yeah <laughs> which you know some people's families I, and maybe this says more about me than it does anybody else but i'd be like yeah, i'm cool with this what you're telling you're telling me my neighbor's family's all been wiped from existence and that dog's not gonna shit on my yard get over here babe and that let's go to the movies yeah but you wouldn't actually know it was missing i mean if i'm the one who fucked the timeline i think i would yeah, if you did it. Yeah. But other than that, everybody else never knows that things got changed. I'd just be a crazy guy talk, walking around being like, wait, wait, wait. That's, n that's not there? What are you talking about? Nothing, hon. Nothing. Exactly. Uh, that's how I end up in a straitjacket pretty quick. As a child, Barry's mom, Nora Allen, was murdered and his father was arrested for it. His father took the fall for the, for the mother's murder, which, you know... They were having marital problems, from what I could tell, reading reading into it a bit. So there was actually talk about divorce before, you know, the murder happened. Which I'm just saying, 
how perfect of a timing to kill the parent, to kill the mother. I mean, that's perfect, and that's probably what made it so easy for the police to just take his dad. They're like, you guys have, you have a reason to want to do this, yeah. and you're really the only suspect we have. So, you know, cops in a world of superhumans just said, yeah, have it, we're going with this. I mean, that's what they usually do. Yeah, true. So Daryl Fry would take, uh, took Barry in after his parents' death. And that kind of adopted him, uh, you know, raised him up, uh, became his foster parents, which is only weird because they, he ends up marrying that guy's daughter. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that, that one is very weird. A little awkward. I mean, I kind of get it because, you know, he was old enough to at least, you know, he could mentally acknowledge that this is not my sister. But, you know, it's still, that's got to be a weird wedding. Yeah, I remember in the Flash TV show, they actually made a comment about that. I see. And they had asked the dads, like, whose wedding are you attending? Um, or, no, was, who are you related to, the bride or the groom? Uh, both. <laughs> and he got the weirdest look. Barry would later become a fo- uh, forensic scientist for the Central City Police Department to gain knowledge to prove his father, Henry uh, Allen's, innocence. Later on, Henry, uh, Henry, the father of you know, Barry Allen, would admit to killing his wife, driving Barry into depressed rage due to all this work he had done for him, leading him to destroy his lab on a stormy night upon holding two chemical vials. He was struck by lightning, placing him in a coma for four months. Upon waking, he found he had powers. The other major version of how he got his powers being he was simply working late on a case in his lab during a stormy night when lightning struck him while working with chemicals leading him to drop the chemicals on himself, which led to the same coma and same powers. The most minor change in detail. It, it really is. The only real one just being his dad did say he killed, his, killed the wife and he was just working on a case. Other than that, everything was pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, that's weird. And the only real alteration in the show, too, was um, was the particle accelerator. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of took place of the lightning bolt, I guess. You know, you got to give it credit. Besides Batman, like, they, like his story has probably been kept, like, canonically the closest to itself, even with the alterations they've done. Oh, yeah. From everything I've seen, doing the research, and then from watching the show, it is definitely one of the most accurate comic shows I think I've ever seen. Yeah, no, no, like the research I've done, like, cause I've watched Flash too. I was like, I, t- I think I told you, I, I texted you. I'm like, dude, this thing's accurate. Which is scary. Cause I think the only other one that comes close would be the Punisher. And that's just cause that's not hard to mess up. Right. And maybe if we ever get a Batman show, we'll, you know, have that too. So uh, after Pong getting his powers, he was inspired by his um, foster father, Daryl, to become a hero who would help people, thus becoming the Flash. Super fast. But <laughs> later on in that, he would figure out that Dr. Zoom killed his mother. Which, the fuck, bro? So, I feel like we should at least elaborate a little bit. Who is Dr. Zoom? Oh, uh, yeah, Dr. Zoom. So, for those of you who haven't seen the show, read the comics, or seen any of the cartoon movies... Dr. Zoom is a uh, is one of the probably considered the main antagonists of the Flash. He was a person way from the future who loved the Flash. Like he was so inspired by the Flash that he decided to basically experiment on himself and figured out 
the chemicals that were at play in that when he got hit by lightning, they electrocuted himself to get the same flash powers. Then he proceeded to go back in time. Then he believed he was the flash. So his response to that was, I need to kill Barry Allen, the flash to become the flash. I mean, for as bad guys go, that's actually a pretty logical plan. I love how that's a logical plan for as far as bad guys go. And it's sad because it still is probably the most logical I've seen in most villains. Yeah, and then he, uh, I mean, in some iterations, you know, it's um, it's more than that. He, uh, he wanted to, he basically creates the Flash and makes the Flash's life miserable only because he believes in the Flash as a hero and he believes this is necessary for the Flash to, you know, become who he truly is meant to be. In this fucked up camaraderie. If that doesn't tell you how comics are, I don't know what will. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, it's, uh, it's still, uh, yeah, you're right. It is still probably the most logical thing for a villain to be doing. Like at one point, um, at one point, I think it was uh, in the Injustice series because they did make comics on that. Uh. Dr. Zoom actually actually stayed in the past and Barry brings up like why are you even back here in that this isn't even your time zone Superman killed one of his ancestors so he literally can't go back to the future or he will cease to exist pretty good reason not to go back yeah I just find it funny because like in that version he's like he's kind of a villain in that I guess they, they were alluding to like he was kind of a villain but like I guess they had patched things up and he was supposed to be you know going back to his own timeline and be reformed and then Superman went crazy yeah and that led to a lot of villains being good quote unquote I mean I feel like more co-opted because at that point when you find out that Superman's just willing to murk you yeah I'd be good too exactly I mean I'd be fine being a villain if I knew Superman wasn't going to kill me but the second I was like wait wait he's killing us now Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Totally, totally. Have my gun. Take it, take it. So, yeah, that's who Dr. Zoom is. He killed uh, Barry's mother. All the lead to Barry becoming the Flash. Like, um, but once again, the show is spot on. Yep. Because I remember watching that. I was like, yeah, no. Unfortunately, and and it sucks because he had to watch him kill his mom again. Because it, it required that to happen for him to go down his line and become the flash. Yeah, and that's one thing that you uh, can weirdly be said about Dr. Zoom and the flash. Dr. Zoom is actually pretty solid on like, he m- tries to keep things going with the flow of time, like fixed points in time. He tries to not mess with those. Well, at least somebody doesn't try to mess with timeline. Yeah. Literally uh, when flash created um, the flashpoint paradox, when Batman's dad was a gun-wielding maniac and, uh, you know, Aquaman and Wonder Woman were going to literally destroy the Earth. In there, the only reason Dr. Zoom straight up was like, no, I'm not going to let you fix this, is because finally Doc, uh, Dr. Zoom was like, oh, it's all going to be destroyed and it's all your fault. Yep. Suck it, Barry. <laughs> and, that, and that's what led to Batman uh, in the comics shoving a sword through his back through zooms back in the show shooting him with a gun the gun's more believable yeah i mean you know you're looking at this set of powers they are 
The Flash and Zoom have the same powers. They're so fast that they're so fast that upon feeling a bullet touch their skin, they're able to react and move out of the way. I'm pretty sure a slow-moving, beat-up Batman who's in his 60s lunging a sword at you is slower than a bullet. Oh, yeah. I was saying, we're talking realistic deaths. I'm going with the gun. But, so that was, yeah, that was uh, Barry's old, like... And every time they mess up in the comics, that's one thing that has always stood true, is Barry is there to literally be sent back in time to fix it. It is DC's reset button. It really is. Because how they reset every time. Every time they do a reset, it's because of a flash. And they use him as that scapegoat. And at this point, I think think that needs to be taken away from him. They use it too often now. I mean, how many resets have we seen in our lifetime? Too many to count. Yeah. The 52s, what, those last like five years? And then they immediately decided. I don't think they lasted that long. Yeah. Then they immediately decided to reset it with the Flash. I think that was more just because the fans hated it so much that they reacted to the fan outcry. Which was shocking that they listened to their fans, but it was also very welcomed. I don't know. They're known for listening to their fans. Look at uh, Jason Todd. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about him someday. Just know it was bad. Anywho, moving on from the dark histories of the Batman children, let's talk about his powers. Let's just get this out of the way. All these powers are related to the Speed Force. (laughs) There are just so many of them. (laughs) There are in this. Ladies and gentlemen, folks at home, um... This is going to be quite the list we've done so far as far as powers and equipment go. I mean, not really equipment. He's got, like, what, a ring? Yeah, his ring and his suit are pretty much his only equipment. And the ring is actually pretty badass that holds the suit in it. Dude, right? I love love that idea. And it's one of those you hear that and you're like, that'd be cool if it was viable at all for me. My question, though, how he does it, because I know the suit is specially designed to fit in the ring. But I've read that his that he swaps out the suit for his regular clothes in the ring. How does he get his regular clothes in there? You know, I was looking up some stuff. I guess in one version he um he went sometimes I guess it has been said that sometimes he puts the suit over his regular clothes. And that I mean I could see that if it wasn't such a skin tight suit. Yeah, and there there was one mention of like because you know, you assume he'd have to undress. There's some versions where he vibrates into the suit. But they still don't really say what happens to the clothes after that. I think the closest I've seen to an explanation is in one of their universes. Like, he get, he f- goes into the ring to change, which is kind of weird. Yeah, at that point, we're getting into some, like, Hank Pym or, uh, or Molecule Man. Yeah, and, uh... but, like, that's the closest I've ever seen them to mentioning what happens to his clothes afterwards. I remember I saw one thing. Where somebody has like a, this like a fan made comic, but they're like they're like so you change in front of all of us like you're naked at one point, right? It's like yeah, totally. Superman has super like seen Billy. Does, does he see you naked every time? <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that comic. It was actually pretty funny. And when you think about it, you're like, holy cow! Yeah, Superman would have to see the Flash naked every time he changes. Yep, because he's the only one that can. On average, he's the only one in the area that can see him 
as he's going through a super speed. Which, you know, <laughs> it's got to be awkward a little bit. Uh, I guess before we get into the powers, uh, just fun fact, uh, Flash was integral in creating the Justice League. Which, actually, they um, created the Justice League, uh, Justice League War, the t- made-for-TV movie, was pretty accurate on how that happened. And that it was Batman, Superman, Green Lantern all fighting, but they ended yep. up in the Flash's city. And Flash shows up and is like, what the heck is going on? Like, why are you all fighting? And yeah, and it's because of an alien invasion. Superman thought, literally, like, like I was shocked how, like, on point that movie was. Yeah, because from what I remember reading on it was Superman was fighting Batman. They were in Central City. Then the Green Lantern joined in somehow. And then the Flash showed up. Yeah. And all because and then of Wonder a, Woman showed up. Yep. And the cyborg show up at some point. No, he was just added on later on. But because after the five were in the city all together, then like a portal opened to where the aliens came through, and then they all kind of joined forces. Yeah. Which you know, when I read that, I was like, "Holy cow! That movie was actually pretty spot on with that." Then get another, get some movies right. Right. About time, Zack Snyder. Do you know he's done with the movies, right? Justice, the Justice League Zack Snyder cut is his last contribution to the industry as far as like the DC movies go. Okay, so yeah, let's get to the powers. All brought to you by Speed Force, your Speed Force, truly. Uh, super Speed once cleared out 30 million people in 30 seconds. That's impressive. That's about a million. Yeah, about a million a second. Yeah. Which actually, because I, when I was doing the research, it said he said he could do that. Uh, at, but there is an actual comic where he does do that before a nuke drops. It almost, it does almost kill him, though. Because well, I mean, of yeah. how fast he has to go. And uh, vibrating, uh, and vibrating his molecules about that speed, you know, mm, that's not going to be great for the body. I don't care speed force or not. That superhuman reflexes, his body sends messages to his brain uh, so fast he once dodged lightning. Ironic, since that's what created him. <laughs> I know, right? Then, you know, superhuman stamina, which, you know, some people are going to be like, well, yeah, if you can run fast, you'd have the stamina. Not true. Have you ever seen a fat guy in the NFL run downfield? They stop about when they get about 30 yards. Uh-huh. There, there have been some that have actually scored touchdowns Dude. during the whole field i have seen that like a hundred yard touchdown and you watch that fat guy go and you're like oh my god he's still moving then he collapses at the end zone and you're like there it is so yeah superhuman yeah superhuman reflexes superhuman stamina uh superhuman agility which you know some of these do sound very similar in that but they all kind of are considered differently that like i'd say agility is different than just speed or reflexes i mean the reflexes it kind of fits together yeah like agility would be i mean obviously the speed that's obviously very different but reflexes kind of fit into agility yeah because so they kind of i mean agility is more i guess um like balance keeping being able to keep your balance yeah which is where reflexes also come in yeah a little bit like so yeah they, they definitely very much coincide you can have one without the other, but you're going to suck. Yeah. If you don't have both. And the superhuman strength, which, yeah, he's been shown to be able to carry things like uh, Gorilla Grodd, uh, even move vehicles. Like, I mean, you know, it kind of makes sense in that. You got super speed. All your muscles have been 
like you know increased as far as their capability so super i guess super strength would make sense for that yeah then you got the speed aura this is actually very interesting and what allows the flash to be the flash because think about an object moving at like near the speed of near the speed of light Arguably, every scientist tells you that would literally destroy almost reality. Speed force allows the Flash to literally ignore the laws of physics. Now think of it like a magic barrier that no matter how fast he moves, it, I guess, I don't know, moves molecules around him, allowing him to do it in that. Like, it allows him to bypass physics. Gotta love that. I mean, they had to come up with some reasoning at some point, because I guarantee that was a later, that was a, definitely had to be a later thing that they introduced. When, you know, scientists started to get their hands on the comics. I mean, it's comics. If they're going to complain about that, they they got a lot to complain about. Have you heard what some of these fanboys complain about? Yeah, those are fanboys. I'm talking <laughs> about the scientists. Oh, yeah, true, Sci- because they're going to complain about pretty much every hero out there. I would have loved to have been one of those scientists brought in on a comic. We need to know if this is right. Uh, I graduated Harvard with five doctorates. Why am I here? This check is why you're here. Okay, so what you're going to want to do with this. Money speaks. Damn right it does. Superhuman durability, allowing him to take major impacts. He's taken hits for he's taken hits from people like Gorilla Grodd and even Superman. And if you can take a hit from Superman, you gotta have some durability. Oh yeah. Granted, in a lot of those times he's taken hits, it's never been, you know, Superman's full force. Superman's never been trying to hurt him. Even with a pulled back punch from Superman though. That's still yeah, that's still a lot. And so being able to take that and not, you know, die is fairly impressive very impressive but for anything that you know gets past his durability he does have accelerated healing literally to a point where i remember one of the justice league uh, justice league versus teen titans superman straight up breaks his leg and that to get this demon out of him or whatever and he tells the flash he's like how fast is it gonna take you to heal flash looks at him he's like i don't know like 10 minutes Superman's like, make it five. Still ten minutes, though, to heal a broken leg. I would love that. Dude, right? Honestly, I'd probably get in so much trouble because I would have no concern for what my body's about to go through. Oh, God, no. I would... (laughs) I'd cause so many car crashes just because I'd walk across streets not thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Imagine... Oh, dude, the bets you could win with that. I bet you I could jump from this building. And not die. And not die. Definitely got thrown in the not die. Be suck if you made that jump and they're like, well, you didn't make it all the way down. Because even if you could die, you can always make the jump. So, I mean, you're going to win the bet. Yeah. Just the not dying makes it worth it. Right. Okay. uh, What else we got here? Accelerating healing? Uh. Okay, so I had to I actually had to look up to see if this was a legitimate thing. Aerokinesis. That is definitely an interesting word. Yes. It allows him to manipulate wind through speed. It is an actual thing. And it's it's basically like Imagine a lame avatar. That's kind of what it is. 
It's not that he can really manipulate like wind or airflow or anything. It's just like if he wanted to, if he wanted to slap you from across the room, he could move his hands so fast that he could send a gust of wind at your face. That would be awesome. Dude, right? I wouldn't have to get up to, you know, tell my, I wouldn't even have to get off the bench to tell my teammates good game. Anyway, so aerokinesis, you know, pretty, pretty interesting thing. But, you know, it seems like, like I said, lame avatar. A lot more effort than uh, than Aang ever had to put in. This one's actually pretty cool. And the very reason for all the flashpoint paradoxes and resets of the world, dimension travel. That's actually what's allowed, um, in multitudes of the comics, allowed for their crossovers. I mean, it makes sense because you, you got to be traveling dimensions for most of these crossovers to even exist. Yeah, and that's kind of what led to, because uh, uh, at one point, a lot of the Justice League and stuff, they were considered in different universes. Flash is the one who's kind of combined them, kind of like they did with the whole, like, the TV shows the and Arrowverse. stuff. The Arrowverse and that, like, kind of combining them eventually. Yep. That's basically how that, that all got brought together. Originally, by actually the first Flash. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Electrokinesis. This one's actually cool, and this one's not quite like the aerokinesis. You can produce electricity by using the speed force, so you can create, like, electrical blasts, electromagnetism, energy transformation, light projection, speed force absorption, and speed force negation. Those are put into the same category as that. Hmm. Oh, that negation one. That sounds interesting. Ooh, yeah, the negation is uh, pretty interesting. Basically, he can prevent somebody, like another Flash or another Speed Force user, he can prevent them from tapping into the Speed Force. That's actually pretty cool. be a fun way to mess with your enemies. Right? It's actually one thing, one issue that him and, um, uh, what's his name, uh, freaking Dr. Zoom have actually always had issues with each other with. As they're actually because they're both absorbing and tapping in the speed force. Yep. That's what which they kind of touch on in the show. That's what why it's so difficult for Zoom to get back to his world because they're it's basically you have two expert speed force users trying to tap into the same force and both able to pull and negate each other. Yep, and they're using so much of the energy that the other can't get as much. That and but, vice versa. Yeah, it kind of ma- that's also what does make them compelling, like rivalry and villains together is they're kind of on equal footing yeah it's not you know some it's not batman versus bane this yoked up freaking chess playing behemoth mexican wrestler it's two guys who run fast i love it the simplicity itself okay but yeah no uh create creating the force um force balls and force lightnings which they also do touch honestly i i dude i know i know this wasn't meant to but i feel like this whole episode is just turning to a promotion for the show it, it kind of is it's a good show like just go watch it people and so many of these things they've shown in the show at some point yeah like uh the the electrical thing in that he uh was that like season one or two i think it was season two uh, it's been a while since I've seen that early of the seasons. Yeah, but being able to you know create electrical blasts and you know throw throwing stuff. lightning, and then throwing lightning, uh, light the light projection. I don't think I've ever really seen that actually used in any medium except for maybe the comics. Yeah, that's probably the only one that's touched that one because that's kind of a weird one to have. That yeah, I feel is extremely situational. <laughs> yo, it's yo Barry. I need, I need help underneath this uh, underneath the car. Can you come over? Here and like shake your foot real quick. 
Thank you. That was such a waste of a power. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waste of a power, but they, they've utilized other characters' powers, like when they had Superman just hold up this giant machine so they could work on it underneath. I mean, I feel like all their powers get wasted at some point. Oh, yeah. So he also has enhanced mental processing, which allows him basically, he's got speed mind. Basically imagine, you know, that one intelligent kid in school who could get through a, a Lord of the Rings book in like half an hour. That's Barry. He's able to process information faster than a normal human brain. And we're not going into this like, oh, he's using more percent of his brain. That's not a thing. It's just his brain literally works faster and receives information and sends it. I just imagine that, like, the, your reading analogy, kind of like Dr. Reed from Criminal Minds, how he reads. Yeah, kind of He just like, kind of looks over the page in, like, half a second, and he's on to the next one. That's basically what it is in that. He he also, just information in general, like, he can look at a room, yep. he's going to see something before anybody else. He also has enhanced senses, which I feel like comes with the mental processing speed. Yeah, like, I feel like that one's oh, definitely wait, a no. very... Enhanced senses in that, like, better smell, better hearing. So it's not how fast he can. He literally, he just, yeah, yeah. Like we said, that one dude and like uh, T'Challa, he's just better human being. Enhanced vision. He can feel. Uh, he can feel other Speed Force users' emotions. That's an interesting one, right? Uh, he's got speed vision, giving him uh, glimpses in the future. Uh, molecular acceleration. This one's an interesting one, and probably arguably his deadliest ability. He can uh, turn intangible, invisible. He can phase through walls. And uh, thermokinesis, he can heat up a room. Which, what makes this deadly is he can literally vibrate his hand, shove it into your chest, and then grab your heart. Going back to our unpaid um, advertisement, (laughs) they actually show the phasing a lot in the the TV show. They do. Which is actually really cool. I actually do remember those episodes. It was pretty damn cool. And also just, yeah, very devastating ability. Because they showed the the heart one with the reverse flash and him using that and being able to... There was, I don't think he ever actually stopped the heart, but he definitely used it as a threat. Yeah. And showed that he had the ability to do it. Which, I mean, I feel like that's an awesome ability, but if you stopped your hand inside somebody, wouldn't that also just, like, you'd lose that hand? Potentially, I guess that depends on how that would uh, phase back into reality. Yeah, because like you're phasing it and you're stopping molecules, so your molecules suddenly stop mixed in with somebody else's molecules. I think at that point you just lose that hand, or it's gonna just tear them open. You would hope. I don't know. I've never seen it happen, so we're kind of just throwing darts I mean, in like the wind. I'd like to see it happen, but if I had if I had the ability and that we'll test it someday, I'm only risking the left hand though. <laughs> He has, uh, he has the ability to share the speed force so he can uh, basically imbue it upon a person or upon something to increase that thing's speed for a time or use it to help protect them. He also uh, he can he can steal speed from things, and this isn't stealing speed force. He can literally steal all the momentum and speed of a person to a point where they are stuck in time and reality. He's that seems really evil too. He's done it to like two people, and it has been argued like what the literal like what could they have done? Like granted, he did it to a bad person, but like that's yeah, hell. You'd have to do some really bad stuff to deserve that. Yeah, right. 
Also, he obtained at one point cosmic awareness. Fourth wall breaking. Step over, Deadpool. There's a new guy on town. Yeah, Deadpool still does it better. True, true. Now for the fun part. Unlike everybody else we've talked about now, he's got way too many cinematic appearances. Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot of sections in this that are condensed because he's got so many. And I know we're missing a lot, too, but there are just too many to write down. Yeah, which we were only able to really get rid of one from the research when I when I revealed to you that it was Wally West. His the first thing we found was on his the DCEU movies, so like Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Justice League. He was played by Ezra Miller. Uh, he also has a cameo role in Suicide Squad. Ezra would also reprise his role in Part Four episode of Arrow vs Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, crossover along Grant Gustin's version of The Flash. Ezra is also set to reprise his role as Barry in the 2022 movie The Flash. In TV, he was first played by John Wesley uh, Shipp in the 1990s Flash. He would, like Ezra, reprise his role in the Arrow's uh, Flash as Earth 1's Henry Allen Henry's Earth 3 equivalent, Jay uh, Garrick, the slash the Flash. Ship later uh, reprises his role of uh, 1990 television series for both crossovers. Yeah, it was kind of nice seeing him as the original. Like, they had his almost, I almost want to say it was the original costume because it looked like it. Yeah. It was no, really no. cool. I, I think I remember that one. Yeah, dude. Uh, Remember how bad the costumes were back in the day? Yeah, I figured that out when I watched that episode. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right, so then you have the main character of the Flash TV show, uh, Grant Gustin. Uh, this, when he first appeared playing the Flash is was in The Arrow um, in the episode The Scientist and Three Ghosts. Later in 2014, he would get his own Arrowverse spinoff in The Flash. Grant would also reprise his role in, in the Arrowverse crossover episodes the Brave and the Bold, Legends of Yesterday, Invasion, Crisis on Earth X, Elseworlds, Crisis on Infinite Earths, World's Finest, and Medusa. And he's been in, through those crossovers, I think all the TV shows of the Arrowverse. I know the last two were in Supergirl. Yeah. Um, maybe, I think the only one maybe not would have been the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, Legends of Yesterday. I think that might have been where that one was. Yeah, because I think he does make a brief appearance in what is considered their episode. Yeah. It gets so muddled and confusing at a certain point. And I think, didn't you watch them all in chronological order once? Yeah, because I started the series, all the series so late I was able to. It was a pain when you had to start waiting for series to come out before you can start watching. You had to cut off the season before the crossover happened. <laughs> I could imagine. It definitely made it worth it because it was nice to be able to actually make sense of the crossover instead of jumping all the way to part four. I mean, I can imagine because I, I refuse to watch Arrow, but if anything, watch to, it at least for the crossovers. I barely need to because there is a lot of confusion I'm having in Legends and in the Flash. Well, I mean, Arrowverse literally started it all, so most of their stuff's gonna have a good start in that. I'll go watch Blonde Batman. Okay, so in the anime, in the animation films, uh, his main TV appearances have been mostly 
just uh, cameos. The likes of Superman, the animated series, Batman, Batman Brave and the Bold, and Young Justice and Harlequin. So those are his TV appearances animation. He's had a lot more of a main role in the movies. Where most of them were, it's going to be a list of all the Justice League movies just with the second half of the title. Because he was in Justice League movies such as Doom, Flashpoint Paradox, War, Throne of Atlantis, Dark, Justice League vs. Teen Titans. He also had cameos in the Lego movie, the Lego movie 2, the Lego Batman movie, and Teen Titans Go to the movies. Which I feel like that last one I feel bad that he was involved with. We all feel bad that that movie was made. feel bad that whole show was made. It was a disgrace to the original Teen Titans. It was, I guess. For, you know, it's for the children. Maybe if you had, uh, you know, closed up some endings on the original Teen Titans show and that, I wouldn't be mad about Teen Titans Go. Yeah. He definitely had a lot more to do with the, the movies than anything else besides his live action versions, which is kind of cool. That is. Because it gives more of his appearances and... You see more of them. True, true. It's it's nice to actually see quite a bit of him. Uh, we got uh, we also he also has appearances in uh, what is this the video games? Yeah, this is the video game section. Ah. And like a lot of the TV shows, it's a lot of he's in them. He's never really the main character of them. True. Okay, let's go through it. Uh, we got uh, Lego Batman Two DC Superheroes, uh, Lego Batman Three Beyond Gotham. Lego Dimensions and Lego DC Supervillains, along with other games like Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, which he was a more of a main player in there, but still not at the head front. Yeah. Uh, yeah, DC Universe Online, which once again, that one was a weird one. Yeah. Uh, like being an MMO that you kind of follow under the heroes or the villains. Yeah, he's not going to really be a main one. And. Um, you have uh, Infin- Infinite Crisis. Which was a battle arena game on the phone. Yeah, I never played it. Oh, I heard about that one. Like, I've heard of it, but that's as far as it ever went. Yeah. No, no, no. A phone game like that, I was not really fully interested. Then uh, you also a uh, large role in Injustice Gods Among Us and Injustice 2. Which, yeah, he actually, yeah, he played a big role in that. Those, I think, were the only game-wise where he had the largest role because it was such a big thing for the Justice League. True. And I mean, being one of the integral starters of the league, I feel he had to have more of a part. Yep, and uh, considering he has been, on some occasions, considered the heart and soul of the team... You know, he would be the one that after Superman decided to burn a hole through a child's skull in the form of a man, maybe, you know, say, hey guys, uh, I think, uh, I think we should do something. I think we should, uh, stop him. I feel like just him killing the Joker was enough for that already. Yep. And then he proceeded, uh, to just go on a rampage. Yep. So anyway, uh, what the hell is this I'm seeing about music? So yeah, another fun thing is he actually has a song by the band Jim Jim's Big Ego um, on the album They're Everywhere called Barry, uh, Ballad of Barry Allen. Uh, so the song, it portrays Barry as a tragic character whose perception of the world is so accelerated um, that all of his reality appears to proceed at a snail's pace, causing him gradually to slip into depression. Uh, the br- band's front man... Jim Infantino is the nephew of The Flash's co-creator, Carmen Infantino, who also provided the art uh, for the cover. 
Oh, damn, that's cool. As far as I know, he's the only hero that actually has a song about him. Intended as a song about him. Huh. And, you know, not just a you know song about with in his, the show. Or a song with his name in it like Iron Man. Yeah. Which is weirdly not about Iron Man. Right. That's why I had to put that in. <laughs> yeah. Like This song was actually about Barry Allen and The Flash. I find it unique because not only it's about Barry Allen, The Flash Barry Allen, but it's also like it wasn't made for any of the shows. It was just a band who liked the character apparently and was related to co-creator, which that part's pretty damn cool. I feel like that had a huge influence on them doing it. Oh, I, I Obviously, I can't speak for him, but... I feel like that's a pretty good indication that you're related to a co-creator. That probably had a big implication. Oh, I could easily see that. So, yeah, no, damn, that's cool. As far as characters we've done, I gotta say, this one is the most... uh, We barely scratched the surface in that, but, you know, folks, we gotta be signing out here soon. Um, He's definitely got the most just canonical history, like, just been an integral part has affected the whole universe so much so many times (laughs) so so many times you're correct uh i mean what do you think what do you think of flash barry allen i mean he's definitely always been growing up one of my favorite characters so i definitely knew more going into this one than i have yet on any other episode and he's definitely a lot of fun to listen uh to watch and read and see in all of his different media I will say he is one. He is one of my favorites, uh, just because I don't know. It's nice to see a hero that actually, like, truly does care and loves his people, and even loves his villains. Wants to see them get better. For anyone still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character beforehand, from movie, from comic, from cartoon, hell, even that T-shirt you just thought looked cool. Guess what? You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe, share with a friend. Dick Rail out. Keep riding them rails.